It's the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. And welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Steve Italiano. And today we are joined by Dominic Inouye. Close? Close enough. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and Dominic is the founder of the Zip MKE project uh, here in Milwaukee, which we will learn about. So welcome, Dominic. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so we are a Milwaukee-centric podcast. And you're not a native Milwaukeean. You're nope. like the fourth person I've interviewed that is not a native Milwaukeean. I thought I'd have more, but, mm-hmm. um, so, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What's your background? Oh, um, I grew up in Seattle, Washington on the West coast. Uh, I moved here when I was 21 to go to Marquette university for grad school in English. Um, but I, and I'll, I'm just going to say right away that when I moved here, I was a Seattle snob. <laughs> We're talking about uh, not being a ma- Milwaukee native. I was, uh, um, I thought that Seattle was all that and the West Coast was all that. And I was planning on leaving after two years. Um, but then I met people and uh, this was, it just turned out to be such a good city for me and comfortable that I have stayed. It's been 23 years. Wonderful. And I've given up the snobbery. Have you given up the snobbery? Do you yeah. go to Starbucks though? No. You don't miss the Starbucks? No, not anymore. Okay. No, I go to Coffee <laughs> Makes You Black on Titonia. Okay. Different places. (laughs) Um, so the project that you started and, uh, in our early discussion here, you'd made mention that today is the one year anniversary of the launch of the website. Yes. For zipmke.com. Indeed. Um, started one year ago today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about zipmke? All right. Um, zipmke is a community engagement organization that uses photography to try to create neighborhood pride. Uh, so to try to uh, get people to um, see what is in their own neighborhood, but then also foster neighborhood connections and actually get out of their own comfort zones and their own places and uh, go out and see other neighborhoods and see the beauty and diversity in those as well. So to foster community connections. Um, we also want to get out of this, this rut of uh, seeing the city as only one thing, as only, say, uh, the most segregated city in the, in, the, in the country or disunited, but we want to see it as collaborative, as uh, beautiful, as united in different ways and to focus on those things um, despite the fact that there are a lot of issues in our, in our <laughs> right. city that need, need fixing. Um, but our job is to focus in on those things which um, are what we want everybody to focus on, we, we think that we should focus on. And you're using photography to do that Mm -hmm. because if it's, it's ubiquitous, everybody, most people have a camera on their phone. We walk around with a, the, the ability to image things, whether it's a selfie ourselves or for us, we want people to be able to image what's around them and to see things more closely. And instead of stories or other vehicles to try to get people to connect, we figured we need to see each other. Um, and the, the camera is one of the easiest things to, to use. So this was driven out of the, the, some of the violence we had and some of the disconnect we had between communities, mm-hmm. um, after the Seville S- Smith shooting, yes. uh, the, the unrest we had in the Sherman park area. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things I guess we could have attempted to do at that time. Right. 
and you said you chose photography. I'm an amateur photographer. Mm-hmm. So, so am I. <laughs> it, uh, did you choose photography because it seemed more universal? I mean, it, it doesn't have a language. It doesn't, you don't need to learn how to speak well or mm-hmm. write well or paint well. Um, is that, it was, was it more, has a, it does have a language though, that I think I've, okay. I've started to discover. It has a, it, it I mean, it speaks silently, mm-hmm. but there, there's a way to image, um, something in front of you, um, well and beautifully, mm-hmm. um, and artistically, or just with a, an eye for, um, detail or even compassion for the, for the subject mm-hmm. that can dignify mm-hmm. the subject, whether it's a, a person, a place or an, an, a thing, um, but we, what we chose, and I like that you use the word universal, because um, when I when I did go to grad school, and even before when I was in Seattle for college, there were there were two philosophers that um, really spoke to me, and both of them were Jewish philosophers. One of them was Martin Buber, um, and his I-Thou philosophy was really focused in on the face. He had this philosophy of the face, which said that the minute one person sees another person there's a relationship which is created and we no matter whether we want it to or not Mm -hmm. like our our eyes and the face it's the first thing we usually look at we usually don't check out people's elbows you know unless you're into (laughs) elbows um you know some people are focusing on other things but but we're focusing on the face the face is what we recognize and we can either we can see each other we can see ourselves in each other um and then we decide whether or not to just pass that person by or take it further Mm -hmm. and create relationship and that um, that relationship was very important to him. Uh, for Emmanuel Levinas, he said it was a little, little bit more confrontational. He said that the, every time we see each other for the first time, um, it's, a, it's a confrontational thing where one person says, like, please don't kill me. There's this, this is like, please, you know, it's like, it's, I feel threatened. So please don't do this. Please see me with compassion as somebody who is worth something. Um, so the, so these philosophies of the face were important. And my, my response to people's questions after what happened in Sherman park, the the question is like, what can we do? I don't know what to do. There was a lot of well-meaning people and a lot of people who lived in the suburbs and it was very clear from where they were coming from on Facebook and social media. Um, what can we do? I said, well, the first thing I thought of was we need to see each other. And internally, I was asking, like, when was the last time you were in Sherman Park or saw anybody who looked like the people who might live in Sherman Park? Or when was the last time I was in Sherman Park? When was the last time I had a relationship with somebody in Sherman Park? Right. Um, When was the last time you drove down North Avenue or Burleigh or Center Street or Locust or, you know, other than to go to X, Y, and Z downtown or... right you ever even go downtown I know so I had all these things going in and there were obviously assumptions but ones which have been verified over the last you know many years that I've been here um that we need to see each other and, if, and it's seeing each other photographically is not going to change the world necessarily you know so we're not out to we're not going to change policies um we're not going to change systemic ra- racism right with these photos but um on a one one-on-one basis uh, online or in an exhibit or in a neighborhood walk or community conversation we have i think like moved people to see their world their their milwaukee differently hmm. that's a long answer too oh that's fine <laughs> that's um so the 
you had mentioned, so aside from people just submitting photographs mm-hmm. to a website yeah. and saying, hey, this is, and again, it's zipmke.com because I forgot to mention that because I'm a bad host, but that is the website. Mm-hmm. And the zip mke is a zip code. Yep. So part of what your philosophy here is, there's what, tw- 29? 28. Co- 28 zip codes in the city of Milwaukee or did you go city to the county? City of Milwaukee. So that's the city of Milwaukee because I- there are, four, yeah, there are 40, 50 in the, in the county. In the county, okay. We just so, said we need to keep it a little smaller. It's <laughs> 600,000 people right, right. there. Yeah, true. Very true. So you, you started, we started that um, conversation with the city of Milwaukee and, and breaking it down by zip code. Mm-hmm. So aside from people just submitting photographs from this zip code, that zip code to the website, mm-hmm. you made mention you have activities yeah. as part of this. Um, is that all, I mean, obviously that's going to build the basis of the photographs for the website, but also get people together. Yes. So that's kind of. That's what we've done a little bit of, um, okay. and we, uh, we want to do more of. And when we, when we first started ZipMK a year ago, we were describing ourselves as a photography project. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was really focused in on photography and being a pro- even a photography experiment. So we really did it. We were kind of like trying to figure out what are we going to call what we're trying to do um but through the through the um months and months that we were starting to collect photos hundreds of them we started realizing that if we just collect photos and put them online like anybody can do that right um if we exhibit them eventually which we did um that's cool people can come to our exhibit and look at stuff and then go home um but if we really made our mission to be a community engagement organization that uses photography, then that would change our mindset about and our, our outlook on the future of the of the organization. Um, so that um, we would have to make our exhibits ones that engaged people and brought people together from all over the place. That we would ha- really have to make sure that we um, tried as hard as we could to to do that and to have activities there, um, which allowed people to talk and mingle and learn about each other. Um, if, if we didn't actually go out into communities together and do the neighborhood walks that we've done mm-hmm. or then have the community conversations afterwards, then we would be kind of a, I think a pretty cool photography project. Right. Um, we still have more, way more, you know, we have a lot of progress to make in that respect. Um, but I think that we have the, f- the focus right is to, to get people together and then to use that to, to spur mo- more photography contributions. Now, do you find um, that when you do have one of these events, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, neighborhood walks, mm-hmm. do you find that you get people who are more photography related? Do you, I mean, do you get mm-hmm. photographers to come to these things? Not necessarily, not necessarily professional photographers, no. I think it's more uh, the, the people who have come to our, our walks are people who are interested in exploring their city. Um, they're, they're people who do um, a lot of urban hiking okay. um, just as a, as, as a hobby is because they love it. They bring their cameras or, you know, along, but they're, they're not professional photographers. Mm-hmm. They like to see their, their city and see new things. Um, they like to walk. Um, and they're also interested in, in learning about other neighborhoods, which is right. the second part of our, our mission is to foster those community connections. So not so much a, um, a again, being the amateur photographer that I am and all the stuff you read, mm-hmm. it's not so much a, um, photographic outing as it is mm, a, commu- a community walk where you take pictures. Yes. 
Yeah, and and we, we and we've done several different kinds of walks. When we were at the Tippy Canoe Library, um, I kind of borrowed from French surrealists and uh, and kind of the peripatetic philosophers who would um, in Paris like the 1920s, 40s, something like that, um, go out into their city, which was very gridded. I mean, it was like Paris is a very gridded city and it became even more gridded as the, as, as automobiles um, uh, became more uh, popular and people just stopped doing what they had done in Paris, which was so beautiful, which was walking. Right. And partly as a form of protest, some of these uh, these groups uh, would actually flaunt the grid and do things like um, coffee coffee walks, and they take a cup of coffee and put it on a map and let the coffee ring dictate the, and it would be a circle, obviously, dictate where they would walk, and they would try to walk as you know th- that that particular path along in Paris in this curved path as much as they could. If they had to go through alleys and businesses and things, but they would explore. Sometimes they would start at one point and walk for an hour in one direction and just see where they're see what you know where they ended up so it was exploratory it was experiential it was a way to connect with our city in a different way on the from the ground level without any expectations without having to go from a to b which is what we do most of the time right we take we i go from 66 and center to you know first you know it's uh, what is it like Humboldt and Humboldt and center to get to the east side, right? You know, straight path. But if I walk that, then I see it differently. Yeah. If I get out and talk to people, I see it differently. And so, so we sent people off in pairs of strangers on that walk. Okay. From the Tippy Canoe Library all the way up to Humboldt Park, um, in Bayview. He said, "Meet us there in an hour and a half." But here's a map chart your whatever path that you want to take through this neighborhood explore it mark the uh, places of social capital or cultural capital that different uh, intellectual assets or um, spiritual assets that you see note, note things that you take pictures of map that out and then we'll layer those all together and, and see see the kind of our combined right. journey and then walk back together and then talk about what we've seen so it was a way of exploring sometimes they've been walks where we've actually led tours we led uh, a jane's walk tour which was five miles from the north side to the south side um and i just did two doors open tours which split that in half because five five miles is a long right. way for some people <laughs> um into a three mile and a two mile but you get all ten thousand steps in yes i think <laughs> a lot more than that um yeah and those were led and those were historical and i had a theme of art and justice and sure. um and, and connections to the the 50 year anniversary of the march the open housing marches right. with uh, father yeah. grappi yeah yeah the, the um it, it's funny now it's because uh, i'm a native milwaukee mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting i mean your world gets bigger as you get older and when you learn to drive especially in this mm-hmm. town and and we are the one thing that i i guess i like about milwaukee is when it grew up it's spread out mm-hmm. so there's different communities, it, it, it kind of sprawled. It didn't grow up along a, um, a freeway. It didn't grow up along, you know, grew up along really, I guess, I guess with the, uh, the re- the old rail lines, the sure. urbans. Yep. So the neighborhoods went all over the place. You know, the urban went down to Racine, went up to Cedarburg. So you had growth there, you have growth out West, whereas 
at most cities. So we are a car city. And we've become that, huh? Uh, and it's it's not it, public transportation is not easy in this city. Mm-mm. If you if you've ever tried to take it, if you've ever visited, if you stay in the downtown area, uh, especially with the streetcar rule that'll be coming in the next six months, year, yeah, something like that. Um, depends on how much you know, which will be a small route initially. But if you stay in the downtown area, public transportation is fine. But our, uh, realistically, our downtown area, you can walk almost our entire downtown area in a day. Oh, yeah. I used to walk from Marquette when I was there all the way down to the Third Ward, you know, the bars, mm-hmm. um, yeah, in a night and walk all the way back. Right. You know, it was a so, little long. But. So this is, you know, we're not in New York. We're not in Chicago. We're not a Houston. We're, um, but you have to have a car. And when, explore the city mm-hmm. as I got older using the car. But again, I, I appreciate the fact we would go from point A to point B. I grew up on the north side. A lot of my friends lived on the east side, so I was up uh, to use the zip codes. I grew up in five three two two three. We would hit five three two one one incessantly because that's where the well, that's where the action was. Right. You had the lakefront. You had North Avenue. You had Prospect. You know those th- types of things. And there was no, there's no reason for you. You didn't have a reason to to slow down and or you, stop. Again, or, going from point A to yeah. point B. So we didn't explore those things. But I, there hasn't been a part of the city I haven't gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, you, I appreciate the fact that walking through them, you see so many different things. Um, I haven't been in the Sherman park area in a very Mm -hmm. long period of time. Okay. Uh, we played softball there, um, with one of the bar leagues 20 years ago. Okay. So we were there every Wednesday, every Wednesday, you know, for about five years in the summer, we, that's where our league was. And my, my wife's parents uh, my wife's parents went to, uh, well, my father-in-law mm-hmm. went to Washington high school, mm-hmm. lived around the corner. Wow. So Barbara was very familiar with the neighborhood. That's beautiful. It, and the homes, the housing, and my dad's best friend from high school, uh, used to have a house on 43rd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so just south of Burley. Um, so I knew those areas. I, I know the other areas, you know, and my dad went, worked at A.O. Smith, you know, we're very Milwaukee. I mean, what can I say? We're very Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, my grand, my other set of grandparents lived in the East side along with my grandmother. She lived on the South side for a few years. But again, I, one thing I think that we touched on earlier, um, before we started was being a Milwaukeean your whole life, you have this, you, you segregate your city. You see it in mm-hmm. a different way than somebody from the outside coming in. Um, which is why I'm very interested. You grew up in Seattle, which yeah. was, I mean, it was hopping. Yeah. You left it still is. when it was the place to be. Hmm. Correct? I yeah, mean, it was, I think so. Yeah. It was with grunge and then the Microsoft popping up and everything happening seemed to be happening yeah. there. Um, to come to the Midwest and go to school. How did you first, obviously you said Milwaukee was just going to be a stopping point for mm-hmm. you. This was get it done, getting back out. Yep. What did you first see when you came to Milwaukee and what kept you here? I think it's what did I first see and what did I first smell? <laughs> um, cause I, my father and I <laughs> drove, you know, drove all the way cross country and, you know, I had bypassed Sturgis cause there were thousands of bikers there and I had to go through North Dakota and then Minnesota, which was really beautiful and green and lush and all the way through Wisconsin. And then we got to Milwaukee. It was on a, happened to be a really gray drizzly day in August. Um, and 
and I looked south. We got we're approaching Marquette downtown. Mm-hmm. Looked south, and it was smokestacks and steeples. That's Milwaukee on the south side. Um, and I looked north and couldn't barely see anything because of the all I could see was Marquette University signs. Um, it was like I said, gray, drizzly, and I could smell the hops. Ugh. It was like this weird smell that I never smelled before. I had smelled the aroma of Tacoma and you know, and, and Washington and all this stuff. Like, this is weird. Yeah, was like, you know, I was actually oh, this is depressing. Um, but but then you know, I was like, I hit the bars that you know that first night after my dad left, and everything was great. Um, but I uh, um, but I remember when my dad and I uh, I was we were moving into the Abbotsford, and we needed to make a target run. And we like looked up on target. I don't know how we like looked that up because it was pre-internet. We found out where the nearest target was, and it was all the way up at Capitol Court. Okay. And so we took I probably Fond du Lac all the way up sure. to this place north of uh, the university, and walked in there, and we were the only um, pinkish-looking people in the store. Um, and it was it was my first. I mean, it wasn't my my first. Um, uh, what's the word? Experience being othered, but it was it was my first. I think experience really being amongst so many black people and it didn't feel uncomfortable necessarily but it was like there's something different about this this area of the city mm-hmm. um that I've, I've become very accustomed to now and very con- concerned with and uh and as a as an issue with I, I would love for us to figure out and solve but it, but the there was interest it was very interesting to me that um that that target was um, was so was so black. Um, that was the first thing we noticed. I don't know where I'm going with this, but oh. yeah. so that was your first impression of Milwaukee. I mean, it, it, yeah, what, that was it, like the first day. Okay, so I mean, was at that point where I mean, did you think, my God, we're segre- that we're so segregated, or did you? It, it became pretty pretty apparent very clear uh, very early on. Yeah, very early on. Okay, um, that, that there was something about beer. There was something about industry. That there was something about churches. Um, and, and, and there was something about the segregation of the city. Okay. Yeah. So did it just, did it just grow on you after two years of being in school at Marquette? Did it, um, did it, did, yeah. did it dazzle you? Did it lure you in? Did it somehow tantalize you or capture you or, you know, or was uh, it a piece or, or did you get stuck here? Cause it was like gum on a shoe. You just, yeah, you're I, stuck and you're I, here. I got, I got, I got comfortable. Um, I get, I can get very comfortable with, uh, um, a, a job or a person or uh, a place, um, pretty easily. Um, I do get restless though, so I can jump from one thing to another. Um, but for some reason I, I stuck here. I did meet, uh, somebody who would become my future husband. So I've been with him for 22 years now. Um, didn't really realize that that's where it was going to go. Um, but, uh, it was a good reason to stay. Okay. Um, yeah. And there were, you know, I had issues back home and stuff like that, but. Um, I figured this is a, the, the people who I met here were always, um, so kind. I met, you know, working at Marquette and working at, you know, Stone Creek coffee on campus and doing different things, uh, around the city. Just, I got to start creating a network that, um, I knew would be hard to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that connectivity and the connection, the, the networking of all those people, I think is what, what kept me here. Like this is worth something. You just don't leave because you're a snob, you know. Right. And I'd gotten over that, obviously. 
so I said, I said, being in Milwaukee and I, I, everything to us, at least to us, uh, to me, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, you know, my parents were pretty middle of the road people. My mom taught school. My dad worked for AO Smith and was a union guy till union disappeared, you know, eighties, mm-hmm. that industry kind of all disappeared here Yeah, and Milwaukee definitely took a little bit of a nosedive. Um, but very middle of the road, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and the politics of today don't, they, they're so polarizing there. I don't think there was that as much, but the older you get, the more you learn and sure. realize it may have been like this your whole life. You just never noticed. Um, but we saw, I mean, I saw the city in, in blocks and kind of broken up in blocks by the freeways. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the North side was 94 North sandwiched between 45 and 43. Yep. Um, everything East of. 43 was, you know, the east side or the North shore, Mm -hmm. depending on how far up and down you went. But we were not North shore people. We were, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we were east siders. Whatever a North shore people is. Well, (laughs) um, well, exactly. See, Mm -hmm. um, we did not live or have friends in Fox point. Mm -hmm. Um, we had, uh, most of our family and friends were on the North side. South side was South of the viaducts, South of the Valley. Um, where some of my dad's cousins did live and settle after a while. Uh, you know, my dad's uncle moved down there. Um, so that was, and that, that's how I think Milwaukeeans kind of have a view of the city. Mm-hmm. It's this, it's that, it's that. And, and even Milwaukee, the history of Milwaukee, when you look at that, the different regions of the city that had certain, uh, populations of nationalities, you mm-hmm. know, this, this section was the Polish section, you know, third ward was the Italian section. Bronzeville had, you know, was, was the African-American section. And I, I still think like that sometimes. Yeah. And I kind of have to kick myself, uh, especially with the resurgence of downtown and the Bronzeville area, mm-hmm. which is going to, with, with the new Bucks arena, I think is just really going to blossom. Right. There's we a lot of there the other day. Oh, nice. Oh, the, yeah. the arena or the, uh, Bronzeville. Okay. Yeah. It's where we're leading one of the tours. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, so, so I think in Milwaukee we have, and I hate to say a word prejudice, but we kind of have this built-in prejudice of, you know, you're this, you go there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I, I try, I use the word prejudice, but I don't even know if it's a prejudice as much as it is maybe a learned, well, I guess it is a learned behavior because it's prejudice, but, yeah. um, it's just kind it, of, it's a comfortability. It's a comfortable bill. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. For, you become, if you, if you, you and English your family, major, are, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, comfortable, I can't even say it. Comfortability. Um, but yeah, I think I think you know, generationally, if a, if a family has lived in a particular area of town for a very long time and has become comfortable in it and in their um, culture and what they do and how they think, and they've never been able, you know, found a reason to venture out of that, then mm-hmm. it be, yeah, it creates this comfortability that um, could can lead to um, can color the way that one sees other parts of the city. Mm-hmm. It's it's very easy for us always, again, coming back to that site, it's really easy for us to talk about other people or have ideas about other people right. if we never see them. Right. I can talk about, um, I can say, you know, not nothing against what you said, but like I can talk about the North Shore just based on what I've heard other people say or mm-hmm. read on social media or like talk about the North side without ever really knowing anybody there and it becomes it becomes very easy for us to do that and that's what like middle school is all about like yeah. talking about people well, behind their backs without um 
but but that's that's part of our development is to is to do that it's very i think it comes naturally to us Mm -hmm. more naturally than the harder stuff which is actually being face to face with somebody having a conversation having relationship having love all those things are really those Mm -hmm. are the hard things because i think you know, I think this is debatable, but we are we are territorial and we are um, self-centered um, at our core, and all that other stuff is hard. Right. That's the hard stuff, which you know we either try and struggle at, or you know, sometimes we fail at a lot. So, with the with the Zip MKE project, mm-hmm. how do you choose your neighborhoods? What do you look for? Or is it just kind of, let's pull it out of a hat and see what happens. Is it, is it terribly random or are you trying to bring focus to different neighbor, bring people into mm. certain areas? Oh, like in terms of exhibitions or walks well, and stuff? Exhibitions, walks, what, yeah. what, what, what's the philosophy behind where each, I mean, are you, mm-hmm. are you setting a coffee cup down on top of a map and say, oh, that's it today. I would love to do one of those walks. <laughs> um, well, our um, idea originally was to um, make sure that we represented all 28 zip codes mm-hmm. um, in the city. And so, you know, and I remember at the very beginning, so that we um, launched this year ago, so end of September. So I had a, week, a month and a half after what happened in Sherman Park to, to really think about like, what are we going to do and gather some people together and figure out what our plan was and create the website. Um, and I remember ma- trying to make sure, like darn sure that we weren't just replicating other people's, efforts okay um so i made sure that you know i looked at um other crowdsourced websites like dear mke and instagram sites and mke my city there's so many that kind of cropped up even in the last year sure that celebrate the city through photography but i wanted to make sure that nobody was doing a zip code thing right um and that nobody was doing like faces places and events and i realized that most of the crowdsourced uh, photography places out there that are really, really good and really, really popular, you know, way more followers than we do, um, are really of downtown of the art museum of the, of the beaches of the third ward, so that everything East, right. Um, and sunsets and sunrises and really beautiful, cool artsy shots, which I love to look at. I mean, it mm-hmm. makes our city look, you know, cooler than Seattle. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, we are doing something completely unique. Um, we are a completely different kind of photo album um, that we um, can offer the city. Uh, so, so we wanted to make sure that we represented all 28 uh, and put out the call, you know, through social media and through others, um, through new, other news media. We got a lot of really nice news coverage mm-hmm. um, in, in different uh, magazines and on TV and on radio. And so that was that really was a great first push for us. So that by uh, in the first three months we got nine hundred submissions, which was really cool. Um, so we had a lot to choose from for our first sure. exhibit. Um, I made sure that all those zip codes were represented, though. So I've been to all twenty eight zip codes okay. myself, driving hundreds of miles, I think, um, and hours and hours and hours, uh, walking, getting out, walking, talking to people, um, exploring. Sometimes, you know, 53233 or 53223, where you grew up driving every single street for three, four hours looking for something interesting um, just to make sure that because if we hadn't, if we didn't get anything from there, I wanted to make sure that it was represented. And then right. our goal is to try to go to 53223 and engage those right. the, uh, the people in that zip code 
which is one of our biggest hangups. It's one of the biggest struggles and obstacles is how do we reach all those people? Mm -hmm. But we want to. I mean, that's the idea is like people in Fire 3206 to represent themselves, not just me or other people going into Fire 3206 in the central city and saying, ah, oh, this is interesting. This is beautiful. Let me interview you. Let me, you know, talk to you. Let me take your picture. Um, but when we uh, exhibit, we, the, the, the first six months we exhibited, we divided everything by zip code. Okay. You know, here are six to 12 in each zip code. Everybody's represented. But the last few exhibits that we've done, we've taken off the zip code um, uh, labels. Okay. And then mix them all up. So as to say, let's get rid of those arbitrary boundaries now. And we, it's, it's nice. That's the first part of our mission, create neighborhood pride. Right. This is 53206. This is 53223. This is, you know, this is downtown. This is, you know, um, Old Mill Road, whatever. Um, but now it's, it's also cool to see the city as just this cool jigsaw puzzle of awesome faces and color and um, vibrancy and joy and play and celebration and protest and just see it all do you, mixed up. Uh, you know, it's... Um, in the, when you're mixing up the photograph, do you get people who look at a photograph and not realize it's their neighborhood uh, at, from time to time? Have you, I mean, have you come across that at all where? Yeah. Things like that where people go, oh my gosh, that's in five, three, two, you know, one Oh, okay. um, I didn't know that that's really cool. Or where is this? That's an, oh, that's over by the, you know, that's over by UWM. Right. That's really neat. Or, or at our last exhibit, it was a MKE fest, uh, block party in, in Walker's point. That was the first time that we had done that. And we'd like to kind of create a, a community engagement activity around this. Um, I gave some people some of the labels that we had taken off, like 53233, and said, I just gave them, you know, like a grid of 16 photos and said, match it. Matt, there's one on here that is 53233. Match it. And to listen to them speaking out loud, kind of their thinking process mm -hmm. was really interesting because they would go okay it's marquette area um that those that look they they don't look like hmm shoot <laughs> um well they look like students but i'm not sure um this kind of looks like the inner city so maybe you know it was really interesting okay. and then the actual photo was a picture of um, Southeast Asian immigrants who were part of the International Learning Center. Okay. On like 20, 25th in Wisconsin. Um, like, ah, oh, that actually exists there. That's cool. Right. So you've made people open their eyes to what yeah. their city actually has to offer. Yeah. And what really is there. Um, your exhibits. So the walks are, are these are published on the website then. They're, yes. they're posted ahead. Mm -hmm. So how many have you done to date? Oh, we have done... Uh, Three, three ones that we um, or just organized ourselves around the around the areas uh, where the libraries were because we exhibited the central library and then I think four others okay. uh, for the first half of the um, this year. Um, but then we also did a, a major Jane's Walk um, in May, and that was the the five mile Art and Justice okay. Trail that connected the north side, so the Bronzeville neighborhood um, went through um, MacArthur Square and Marquette, and then crossed the 16th Street viaduct okay. to um, Clark Square. So is that 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 was our, our first big one where you know people like you know gathered you know from all over the city to be part of something big. Um, then we just gave the doors open tours 
and we hope to um we're getting into the fall now hope to get at least one or two in during the fall um before the winter mm. when nobody will want to walk outside right. well it's amazing what you can find though when you do walk outside in the winter in the winter yes so, maybe we do a winter one so your walks in the uh so the walks do they always include an exhibition after or are your exhibitions no. you separate those from your walks yeah we, or do you initiate them from an when exhibition? we were at the libraries where the exhibitions were then then we could you know gather there you know look at the exhibition go off on our walks come back have the conversations there where the photos were um but but these these other walks that we've been doing the more formal ones um have haven't been connected necessarily to the exhibition Okay. But the idea is, you know, you know we, we introduced, we, we started to connect with other organizations. Mm -hmm. um, so ZipMKE partnered with the Generosity Project, which is a local um, loosely knit uh, philanthropic group um, of just people who are concerned and want to just donate a dollar a day um, for, for the entire year. And then they pool their resources. And they're interested in projects like ours, which are helping out the community in, in different kinds of ways. Um, we were connected with the 200 nights of freedom, um, and did our last walk in conjunction with that because it followed loosely, um, the, the North to South side walk that people did for 200 nights, 50 years ago to fight for open housing, oh, um, fair and open housing. Right. Um, yeah, so, so the more that we are able to find those organizations that we can partner with and connect with, and then and get p people excited, not just through the pictures. Right. Not just through photo taking, then I think then the, the, the photos and the submissions will come, come after that. Right. And you know, people will say, this is worth something. I will go into my own neighborhood. I will go to a different neighborhood. I will, you know, connect with this organization, that type of thing. So where you currently have an exhibition running right now, correct? Mm -hmm. yes. At the central library? No, that was, that was our first one. Oh, that was the first yeah. one. I'm sorry. Um, we're actually at my old school, Pius the 11th. Catholic High School okay. on 76th and Blue Mound. Um, we just opened a week and a half ago, perhaps. We had an opening. Um, I'm actually, we're actually exhibiting with one of my former colleagues from, okay. from Pius. Um, so there are two, um, two exhibits going on. Hers is more multimedia, and uh, it's, it's everything from drawing and painting and sketching to sewing and quilting. Um, but we call both of our exhibitions Found because ZipMKE has found these different things, discovered them throughout mm -hmm. the city, the people, places, events. And then she's also found her city through memories and um, glimpses of things and really put them together in some really interesting ways. Okay. Um, so we'll be there until November 8th. Okay. And if somebody wishes to view that mm -hmm. exhibition, is that, is that op how is that open to the public? Is it certain times? Is it, is it? Yeah, you would either um, go to one of the, you know, one of Pius's really cool um, uh, theatrical events or musical events um, because it's right there um, in the lobby of the Father Carney Performing Arts Center. Um, or during the day, just call 414-290-7000 um, and you can arrange uh, um, for the gallery to be open for you. So because oh, it's okay. in a school, it's in the middle of the school during the school day, okay. yeah, you can just come in as a visitor. Okay. So like on weekends, is there like, is there a visiting time? Is there a visiting mm, hour? I don't think so. Okay. So you, it yeah. is kind of by appointment. Yeah. So if you have a group or even a couple individuals that yeah. want to take it in, they can contact the school. Yeah. Just call the school. I think I'm pretty sure that's the number. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, so, but, but Pius, okay. Pius yeah. High School. Now this is not the only thing you're involved in. Um, mm -hmm. 
that uh, one of the things is you're, you're the director of the uh, Milwaukee Artist Re- Resource Network also? Yeah, so? um, the right. Marn Writers, so the Milwaukee Artist Resource Network writing group. Okay. Um, and, and so Marn is a, um, a group that is uh, um, supporting artists of all kinds throughout the city. And one of those is the so visual artists, um, whether they're painters or photographers, um, media people, whatever. But then the writing group is a is a group which has uh, had some difficult time kind of congealing and stay, staying together okay. over the years, and they t- took a hiatus. And I am still kind of trying to gel that as well. Okay, um, it's not a huge part of what I do yet. Um, because it's because Zip MKE just takes over my life. Okay, so it, it yeah. is it is. I want to say a full-time job, but yeah. it does take but up quite a bit of time. it is completely volunteer and do not get paid. Um, but it's but it's worth it. It's so worth it. Okay. Um, Marn actually is our fiscal sponsor, okay. which means that finally, as a we have at least have a five hundred one c three behind us, okay, um, to help us uh, apply for grants and fellowships and that type of thing. So so once I once I get some time, that's the, that's our one of our next steps. Okay. Is on you know, doing the still doing the grassroots community engagement and photography and the the walks and stuff, but, but to actually look for money so that we can actually sustain this, because this is this could easily just go you know die a slow death over mm-hmm. the, you know the next couple of years, um, but I think we're we're picking up interest from different parts of the city every week, and I'll get another call or an email saying oh. This is this is interesting. How can we? I think there are people out there. I think the city wants to connect, and sometimes in unlikely places. So ultimately, where or what? I guess what I don't. I don't want to say what's your end game because that's mm-hmm. not the. But where? Mm-hmm. Where do you see this going? Do you obviously it's an outreach program? Mm-hmm. Get people in their neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, as you said, obviously it's it's a small thing it's not going to get rid of some of the systemic stuff that's in the city right. but i mean it, where do you see this going in the future i mean it's 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 kind of it's slow mm-hmm. it's moving slow yeah um but say five years from now world peace that's my that's my beauty pageant <laughs> <laughs> uh response is world peace um, we've had different ideas, you know, um, this could become, um, a little bit more static in terms of being, a, becoming a brick and mortar space. Okay. So if we, um, so one, one idea has been to have zip MKE be housed in a particular space instead of my home office. Um, so that it's, uh, it's more visible. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's housed within another, you know, with other community organizations. And there's some, some, we have some things in, in the works, um, but it was actually out there in a, in the community. Um, I would love to see it be a community engagement center. That's one another place where people can come and gather, but also be um, a a gallery that really is all Milwaukee all the time, and that really celebrates the city through photography. So I could see it. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, being a business, um, I could see us um, really um, expanding what we do with youth. Um, we, we, we have in the works a kind of a youth programming, um, package that we'd like to be able to bring to schools and and youth groups, um, and different youth organizations in the city. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and 
helping promote photography. Yeah. You, that using that tool. Photography and also neighborhood exploration, neighborhood, you know, thinking about one's neighborhoods, you know, um, one's identity within a neighborhood. So it doesn't even have to be the photography. It could be about yeah. um, really exploring oneself within one's block, neighborhood, you know, city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and younger kids, middle school age kids and high school kids, we would have a different kind of curriculum and um, like offerings mm-hmm. for them. We've talked about having passports for younger kids, especially where they can go with their parents or guardians to different parts of the city um, and explore them. So things that are a little bit more fun versus, you know, high schoolers maybe creating a portfolio of f- photographic work um, that would be good to, you know, take, to, take into college or take to an art school or something like okay. that. So very multifaceted. Yeah, using uh, doing all those things that um, not just be like an art project, mm-hmm. but like I said being a community outreach and being a resource for that. Yeah, um, you know, I've got a, a good friend who's been on this podcast twice now mm-hmm. because Tony will always talk. <laughs> um, and Tony is the uh, director of Uncom United Neighborhood. Or, uh, oh, sure. Um, and yeah. Uh, uh, brain fart can you tell mm-hmm. it's been a long day um and the way you describe a brick and mortar space mm-hmm. should you you know once you get there yeah it, it sounds like it's a modern day settlement house hmm. the way yeah, that so um in the sense that you, you know you'll be creating a, a central location for the community with a central mm-hmm. idea gotcha uh, and not so much based on again the neighborhood or race or nationality but kind of creating again a, a settlement house to give people an outlet mm-hmm. uh to display uh to kind of come together for best practices so it, it kind of sounds like it's a modern version like of that, that idea to me. yeah um based on what you know they're doing with you know sojourn house and mm-hmm. agape and, and and all the community houses and the different neighborhoods yeah uh but um what a beautiful space for people to come, not just to co-work, you know, that we have really cool co-working spaces and right. but, but to, to actually engage with each other and maybe around that photography. So that there's this, a central location in the city that, um, isn't just downtown or, um, in any particular kind of neighborhood, but it's central somewhere. And Sherman park actually is kind of right there. Sherman park slash Washington park, mm-hmm. the right there. Geographic center mm-hmm. of, of the city. So I could, I can definitely see us kind of returning there. Yeah. And there's, you know, it's funny cause if you go down, um, uh, if you go down Lisbon, mm-hmm. if you go down North Avenue, um, and again, I'm, I'm an old car guy and people who may have listened to people who know me know, I, mean, I spent 23 years in the auto, 25 years in the automotive business, okay. working, working on cars, managing departments, things of that nature. And. Um, I, I always, I like the history and, you know, the old, the old car district used to be on North Avenue, 35th and North Avenue. Really? And I don't know if it's still there, but there's a three story warehouse building that I think still has like the old hall Chevrolet sign on it. Like oh, neon, the neon's all is. broken off. Yes. Um, you know, my father-in-law worked for the transit authority. So, you know, going down to the transit authority, uh, or being aware of where it was and where it's located and things of that nature never really bothered me to run down those, but there's a lot of open space. There's a lot of opportunity in those areas. Yes. Um, you know, and up until recently, even like my, my every Easter, my mother-in-law would go down to Cares Candy 
um, a diverse neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some, uh, some place that probably most, you know, but she went there as a kid. She took, takes my wife down there and, you know, got to get their fairy food and stuff. So there's a lot of areas in the city that I don't want to call them blighted, but have opportunity and, you know, even open, pop open, franchise them, you know, mm-hmm. one here, one there for the different community. But I, I see there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of vacant, yeah. A lot of, a lot of vacancy that could be filled. Oh, and they, I think that the, um, entrepreneur, uh, community, mm-hmm. um, needs, needs those spaces right. to be, um, activated. Right. Well, and noise. you look at one of the, one of the stories I really like, and again, it's an area that I knew where it was, but we didn't spend a lot of time in, um, where Lakefront Brewery is on Commerce Street. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've ever come to Milwaukee, if you've ever taken that tour, have you taken the Lakefront Brewery tour? I actually tour? haven't. In this, you all, have the, all this time, I've never taken it. Um, it's hilarious. Short, sweet, but very, very, uh, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. They show a picture of Commerce Street when they moved in, and it was overgrown. It literally had grass and reeds growing mm-hmm. three feet tall down the middle of Commerce Street. That's hilarious. Uh, and if you go down there now, you know it was the old power station they had bought uh, from the city. But, um, yeah, it used to be an old canal and stuff too. And if you go That's down right. there now, that brewery being there, they'll take credit for it and, and maybe rightfully so, but because that became a destination now, you see the, the apartments, the condos, the condos on yeah. the river, the, the boat traffic. Um, and all it took was one guy, you know, a, a group mm-hmm. of people to say, Hey, we're going to make this home and we're making it a destination right. and you see what blossoms around it. Yeah. Take care of it. So. Um, is that, I guess, uh, did I state your goal? Is that, is that one of the goals you have for this? Wow. To, 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 to activate yeah, it spaces. Um, <laughs> it sounds ambitious, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess we hadn't thought about it in that way. Um, okay. you know, cause you know, we're, we're not exactly late from brewery, but I, but I love that idea of, of, and then your idea of, uh, kind of popping up in different places. Um, not franchising it necessarily, but, but, uh, um, Maybe I know I'm just I'm intrigued by that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, we'd have to think about that more. There are places like the Sherman Phoenix, which is going up in the uh, the BMO Harris Bank mm-hmm. in in Sherman Park, that are um, really being funded well. And when the, when that something like that opens and it becomes kind of a community hub, I think I think we're we'll have to see how well something like that, which is what we're mm-hmm. talking about works to help uh activate the the people in and in the spaces in the sherman mm-hmm. park neighborhood and will will something like that will it with 12 to 14 you know new entrepreneurs in one space with a space for with food and with you know community engagement and outdoor spaces and something beautiful will something like that uh, inspire people will it um using the word activate lately but you know will it, will it activate them to say hey this is worth taking care of and building more things for and uh um taking care of you know i think i think that'll be a, it's, it's gonna be an interesting test in the next year or two okay yeah so if people want to get in contact with you um there's the website mm-hmm. so zipmke.com yes um that's where most of your information is? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, we're, we can we reach it contact at zipmke.com as well. Okay. Yeah. And that would and be on our Facebook page. And Facebook. And yeah. Facebook. Okay. Um What is your what would be your plea to the people anybody who's listening? What would what are you looking for from from individuals? Um I mean if you had you have you have a minute and a half to make your pitch. All right. Um first of all the the, the biggest thing is to see your city. Uh see your city anew every single day as much as possible and get out of your comfort zone. That's I think that's the biggest thing, the philosophical one. The other one is to go see some of our exhibits um, so that you can see in whether they're online or they're in a specific place, go see them for yourself. Um, and then once you get the idea of what we're looking at, people, places, and events that make every zip code beautiful and diverse, um, then the next step would be to actually take some photos yourself. Um, we're always... Uh, accepting contributions we want to help grow those galleries especially the ones that don't have as many um, that aren't represented as well and we want to do that authentically by people who are living in the neighborhoods or people who are going out on their own we're not just a team of photographers going out and taking pictures of the city Um, we want the city to see itself and to show everyone else what they're seeing especially the the beautiful diverse things that make it make milwaukee what it is so it's really the contributions, your contributions are important. Uh, volunteering with us, contributing to us, all that information is available on the website. That 90 uh, seconds? <laughs> I, close, close. Yeah. Well, you didn't use it all, but that's fine. Um, so Dominic, I thank you for coming on thank today. You. Um, I applaud your project. I applaud what you're trying to do. It's it's one of the things I guess I try to do with my podcast here mm-hmm. a little bit is open people's eyes to the city, uh, to Excellent. to Milwaukee. That it is, you know, it's been my home my entire life. I have traveled, not necessarily outside of the country, but I've seen all different parts of the country. Yeah. Um, and it's always going to be home. I like it's. I guess I like its Midwestern sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, love the East Coast. Love the food little crazy um same with the west coast love the weather but you can keep your traffic jams and your smog so, yeah <laughs> um but uh so i applaud your efforts i thank you very much i thank think you. we're very like-minded and um thank you for coming on and taking the time and well, this has been fun and hopefully we can uh have this conversation in uh, another year from now and we'll be uh doing it at your place in a nice facility with Wonderful pictures on the wall. Give us a couple of years. <laughs> okay, fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Dominic. And this is uh, me signing off. So I want to thank you for listening. This is uh, uh, your host, Steve Italiano of the <clears throat> Listen Up MKE podcast. And again, if you want to reach us at the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast, it is listenupmke at yahoo.com. Or uh, you can uh, contact us through our launch page which is listenupmke.podbean.com. Um, you will find links there to ZipMKE, uh, so you can go directly there from our website, uh, as well as information about our past guests. So thanks for listening, and we'll be in touch.